I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, welcome back to Soul Sisters. This is Jesse Katz here with my co-host Dara Golub and a very, very special guest, Miss Sharon Jones. I have been a huge fan of Sharon Jones and her band, The Dap Kings, since about the mid-2000s when I first moved to Brooklyn and I found myself awash in the soul music revival that was taking over Brooklyn and continues to. Um, And Sharon and the Dap Kings basically helped usher that era in. She has been singing music and performing her whole life. She's 60 now. Um, She didn't have her first album out till she was 40, but she never gave up. And now she is the epitome and the torchbearer of soul music. She is referred to as the female James Brown, which we talked to her all about. She actually met the man himself. So I was very, very honored to have her on the show. Now there's a new documentary that's about to hit theaters called Miss Sharon Jones, which chronicles this crazy, difficult, intense year she had in 2013 when she had a new album coming out, Give the People What They Want, and uh, was simultaneously diagnosed with cancer. And the film chronicles her trying to promote the album and continue in her art uh, all the while battling a very, very serious illness. Um, so that was uh, that was a few years ago. Sharon came into the studio last week to record this episode with us, and um, the cancer has come back. And so she is battling again, and she has the most fierce determination and resiliency that I've ever come face to face with. And, you know, if if anyone can can give this the fight of its life, it is Sharon Jones. Um, but you'll hear that, you know, she's she's in a tough state and um, she's still performing. She's still on tour, which is insane, but it makes sense. And we talk about it with her because, you know, during these times, someone like her knows that her music and doing what she loves is is the best medicine for her and for us. And this was a really inspirational, moving, difficult, honest, searing conversation that we had. Um, It's hard to meet one of your heroes when they're having that kind of difficult time. But I was just so grateful that she was so honest and and shared this moment of her life with us. And, uh, And she still made us laugh our asses off. And she's still a badass woman. And uh, the epitome of a soul sister through and through. So please listen to this episode and take from it what you can because, you know, she talks about how important it is for her to share this. It, it, it helps her and it helps us. And, uh, and it's Sharon Jones and she's amazing. And after you listen to this conversation, go listen to her music if you aren't that familiar um, or you, you probably are if, if you're listening to this. But uh, either way. Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, always always good tunes to put on. Um, okay, that's all I'm going to say. So here we go. Sharon Jones on Soul Sisters. Let's have a chat, shall we? I love it. <laughs> uh, Sharon Jones, I'm very excited that you're here. When we launched this podcast, I was thinking you would be the epitome of the kind of person that we would like to talk to on the show. <laughs> well, thank so you. Now, now I feel officially anointed by your presence. <laughs> well, thank you. It's thank an you honor. so much. You're kind of, you're carrying the torch of soul music now. Yeah, that's, that's the way it, 
that's what I'm looking forward to. They needs to get a a category, a soul music category instead of the R and B. Yeah, think yeah, I, it's bizarre. And it's... I would have had a chance of having a Grammy this time instead of being a nominee. Right, <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's yeah. There it was it was like, like huh. no, they did R and B and 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 you know who who I was up against and everyone that my name was up against was all pop singers, you know, so. Yeah. You know, and then Tony Braxton and Babyface, like, where did they come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Straight We're out of the 90s. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Where are we? What, what albums did they do the last couple of years? And, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, it is what it is, so. Yeah. But I'm a nominee. Yeah. And what it's a nice culmination. nice to be nominated. <laughs> yeah. That's right. That got a little, you know, Sharon Jones nominee. Hey. There hey. you go. That's not nothing. But it would have been great Grammy winner. <laughs> I mean, just You'll the cherry that. on top of That's everything. Right. I mean, That's that it. year was unreal. Oh, yeah. For it yeah. to culminate with yeah. that. It's yeah, like, everything. Even now, um, the movie out, um, we're back on the road, you know, with Hall and Oates. And I got a European trip coming up. I'm just saying, the European trip that's me that's that's hard work I'm I hope I'm not feeling the way I'm feeling now yeah that, that's gonna be a little hard to do so you you'll know. be taking a break from treatment at that time I don't know what I'm gonna be doing mm. a doctor's gonna have to work with me but uh I'm gonna have to they they're gonna have to try to do something um lower this chemo or get me off of it for a while you know mm-hmm. and um the cancer I have is aggressive so that's what happened I get off and he starts growing back this time it came back in three different places so um the stomach of um 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 plus my liver and they saw a spot on my lungs so okay yeah so it's you're in it i'm in, in it. it i'm in yeah. it so it's either what you're gonna do you know it's how much am, what i what can i take do i get to the point and say look i don't want any more chemo i want anything else now just leave me be mm-hmm. you know that's that's what i have to you know when that time come i'll i'll decide you yeah, know, but um, right now, I'm just trying I'm to going. keep going and keep my fans out there. I'm only gonna take, you know, you take as much as you can, and um, yeah. I'm not ready to give up yet. That's right. <laughs> Does the performing help you? Yeah, it gets yeah. me because I get on the stage and the pains actually go away for a little while. Wow. Does it? Yeah, they go away, and the energy sort of yeah. just it comes. It's and that the audience, and, they, you know, and looking mm-hmm. in their faces and. You know that takes away and the support and love, and they yeah. they know what's happening. Yeah, so they know they're and they there know, with you, and they see me there. So mm-hmm. yeah, and I think that's one of the things with the movie. Uh, one of the reasons why I chose to go ahead on with it, you know, instead of fighting it. <laughs> so how did that all happen? What was the genesis of that? You know, you, you know, of course, management always comes to you and throws stuff at you. You know, and, and I always, they hate, they say, stop telling people. I said, but that's the truth. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they want to pretend like the, it was your, yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest thing in the world. Sure, put a camera in my face while yeah. I go through cancer. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, I, I just, like, what? You know, and, um, and you know, my management, and I, I you know, and he was like, you know, uh, you know, talk with them. And once was, you talk with Barbara, and once you see the guys from Cabin Creek, I mean that they like they was like family to me for the last couple because they was following me, and they respected my wishes and you could see the love that Barbara has and the cameraman that they have for for their filming. Just like when I'm on that stage with me and the Dab Kings are performing, we, you know, it's nothing more better. Mm-hmm. And to see that in them and to want to document me yeah. and, and and big fans that that even show that they put more passion, more love in it. So you can't say no to that. And, right. Well, and how can I, how can I even regret that? You know? Yeah. So no, I'm, I'm glad I said yes. And I'm glad everything worked the way it did. It's a glorious film. It is a beautiful, it's movie. really beautiful. I, I mean, I, I was even curious if you had planned on doing a documentary before the illness about sort of the release of the album, you know, this, this next project, I, I wasn't sure if maybe that was the plan and then it sort of turned into this, but no, we never uh, did think about trying because it just seemed like they would never recognize. I mean, I know I've been getting my fan followers, but they have all these shows, these award winning shows and they have so music and people out, but they never asked Sharon Jones and Daph Kings to come in. Y'all noticed that all these show things. I was like, 
So when they had this whole thing at the White House, <laughs> did they invite me or did they know I was right. on the road? Yeah. Like, they never invited y'all. Like, whoa, what is this? You know, am I not a soul singer? You know, right. so um, it just seemed like I've been ignored by by that. But Michelle Obama came to see you, but you weren't invited to the White House. Right, right. right. She, and she came to see me, not Sharon Jones, but of course, um, John John Legend. And we was doing oh. the um, Marvin Gaye, What's Going On. <laughs> but still... Right. I mean, like, hey, yeah. you look me up and say, hey, you know. I mean, I saw you once in Prospect Park, and I've been the biggest fan ever hey. since. And it only takes once. <laughs> well, these people out here, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know, <laughs> I, you, I accept everything with grace. And I said, you know, maybe I'll do some of these award shows now. Now, don't start inviting me now when I'm all weak and looking all pitiful looking. <laughs> That's how you, it works, you know, right? Yeah. You know, and then now you got to go out and put yeah. that best for it you know <laughs> just get me while i was like yeah i'm ready you know let me show your soul <laughs> i know but it, it's it's you know i'm like again um everything in my life always takes longer to get here <laughs> you know i've always been like that it just seems like everything is so hard whatever i get i have to work so hard for it but you work so hard you're the most and determined i mean work hard mm-hmm. yeah so you were right. you were you come from a family of six siblings, yeah, the but baby. then but then also other cousins that you were yeah, raised and with. My mother raised up my other four cousins, so yeah, and um, you know, so it's a lot. And like now, um, that is my family. You know, I I have no no children. I'm not married, and and I but I have great great nephews and nieces, and uh. Great greats. Can you imagine yeah. that? Great greats. Yeah. My grand, my niece children have had children. Wow. So. <laughs> and and that's what I want to, you know, look forward to their future to make sure they get an education, um, something I didn't get. Find out a way if they want to go to college, at least they can. Mm-hmm. So this is something I got to do now, set up stuff for those younger ones to to be able to have something. Yeah, you but know. you did go to college, didn't you? I went to college for like about a year and a half. Okay. I, didn't, I so just went. technically I just, Technically, <laughs> I went. Because you know? I remember that line from the documentary that you were the first yeah. in your family yeah. to go to college. You know, I, I was just like going on like, let me tell you, I got in college, you know, like from high school. And actually, one of my chorus teacher had wanted my mother to sign this paper for me for a scholarship. But my mother being not knowing, I'm not going to sign that because that's more money and I can't afford it. I mean, I didn't, I couldn't even afford my ring from high school because we couldn't afford yeah. that mm-hmm. 50 something dollars or 40. Mm-hmm. And it was a, just to get my robe and cap and gown, what my mother had to go through with, you know. Um, people don't believe that stuff, the photos, that what you have to do, the money to pay. It seemed like that's something you should have, but it wasn't easy coming up with six kids and yeah. welfare and, and and getting out there. And when she was working, she, she worked as a, uh, what they call it, housework. She worked for a Jewish family, sleeping, you know, mm-hmm. cleaning their house, raising uh-huh. their kids. And That she, was in New York? Yeah, she stayed away three years and came back and got me at the age of three and brought me to New York wow. at 59. And then where so, in the city were you living? Oh, Brooklyn, Bed-Stuy. I came, I was right at 912 DeKalb Avenue. Really? Between Sumner and Lewis. That was nice. my first I'm stop. I'm on DeKalb. I was there when, uh, you know, Kennedy was going and Martin Luther King and and they had the writings and, the, and the, you know, I was there through all that stuff. Were you stuff. part of it? Did you make your... Uh, I mean, no, I was a little kid. I was too small. You know, mm. my mother made sure we stayed out. Yeah. Um, doing segregation when we was fighting for our rights to um, vote. I was a little girl. I, I was mm-hmm. all that was happening. All those burning down neighborhoods. Like, why wow, your neighborhood stupid? But <laughs> it, that's what they do, yeah. you know. And that's just the way it goes. So I've been through all of that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm just sixty years old. And when yeah. I was about fifty, I I think you know how hard we fight to vote. Get your butts out there and vote, mm-hmm. you know, really. Yeah. So you didn't study music ever. No, you know what? In high school, oh. you know, chorus. Okay. That was the move. That's close. I got the move. Mr. I'll never forget him, Mr. Apicella. <laughs> Who was and, that? Uh, that was choir my, choir, my choir teacher, and, and he taught the music. And my first solo was um, the Carpenters. Okay. And so the choir play, Why do birds? And he came 
you sharing I was on the day that you that was it boy I killed that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know that part you know and that was my first solo nice. but you knew you could sing before oh, that I, I mean I you was, were singing I, I was that little girl to sing with my sisters <clears throat> and you know and, and in church you know I've, I've always been in church singing so yeah. but I was ready for that solo <laughs> that day yeah and then to get in high school and be labeled the they used to call me the golden voice of Jefferson. If you talk about Jefferson High School in New York on Pennsylvania Avenue, uh-huh. if you go inside Jefferson right now, go in the chorus room, and up on that plaque, you'll see 1974, my name in gold, yo, right. in letters, Sharon yes. <laughs> I need to go back there and visit and take a picture of that. You should. Yeah, yeah just to let the school know I'm, you know, someone did make it. Exactly. You know, achieve something. <laughs> And like, some. We all ain't in jail or yeah. dead. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> so when you left high school, was your plan to become a professional singer? You know, yeah, you had that in you to try it and do it. Uh-huh. But then when you get knocked down, you know, and people tell you you don't have a look and you're watching, you're watching the soul music thing. I watched the Jackson 5. Mm-hmm. Michael go from little, you know, soul singer to little, the prince of pop, king right, of pop. Right. Well, they gave him King of Pop. I, I would give that to him. And to, uh, yeah, he passed Prince. Prince was Prince. Prince always right. been a prince. Yeah. <laughs> prince always been a prince, and he's, you know, you know, he still is. He yeah. Went from, you know. But to watch him change, they, they changed from soul singers. Watch the soul music go away. Watch Mr. Brown's stuff get pushed down, and you know. Mm-hmm. And to watch some of the singers like Gladys Knight, you know, the pips, they kept going. They, they still around, but... The music stopped being played. They had to go away and only be at festivals or go to mm-hmm. Europe and, you know, just getting jobs. They they wasn't making albums anymore, you know. And, you know, people just stopped doing albums, yeah. you know. When this late 70s and the 80s came in, you know, a lot of the people from the 60s was gone, yeah. you know. But I was growing up and could imitate and sing everyone, so right. that, that kept, it, kept me going. And then to get... Um, out here and trying to sing pop, you know, getting into that, like, black box and all that, you know, back to the you know, and harmonizing, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, with someone else. Um, I was getting into that, and I thought that was going to work until they told me and my friend that uh, she looked better. She was light-skinned, and I was dark-skinned. I need to bleach my skin and lose some weight. Wow. Did they and, really say that? Wow. Yeah. When was this? Like, what? Yeah. That was like a, era. It was in the 80s. Okay. It was it had to have been like the late late 70s, early 80s. Yeah. yeah. What were you doing? Like session stuff? or Session like, stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like that. Then, you know, going in. I, I did stuff like, I've even was on Big Daddy Kane album. Yeah. My friend. <laughs> the same girl. Uh, I, I might as well give her her props. Her name Monica Hope. And right now she's getting into acting. And her acting career is coming back to her. She's got music in her. She's a writer. And um, hopefully maybe now she gets some of her stuff out to writing. But um, she's doing great. I'm just reading about her. And, you know, I follow her. And I still call her up and talk to her. Let her know what's going on. But her and I... That that would that happen and it it ended her and our relationship as working as musicians together because we stopped trying to do stuff and and we went our merry way um, but we stayed friends over all these years mm-hmm. but um now her day is happening her acting career That's her nice. her stuff is coming along and and my stuff has been working at it for the last twenty years so. Yeah. Everything is good. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Did you consider yourself, were you a working musician throughout, you know, oh, the I, 80s or were oh, you? Oh, I'd continue. I never stopped. I, wedding bands, um, neighborhood bands, you know, just groups. Um, and like I said, doing session work, studio. Uh-huh. And you just continue to keep on going, you know. What was your most requested song at weddings? <laughs> um, Whitney. I, they used to call me Little Whitney Child. Yeah? <laughs> and believe it or not. Which Whitney? Um, um. Every uh, basically like her for album, everything, mm-hmm. um, like the, a few stolen. That was the first one, and then believe it or not, the greatest love. I sang so greatest love so many times <laughs> that I even had to end up singing it to the inmates and 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 when you were directors, up. yeah, because <laughs> they knew you were a singer and they yeah, said they, just... they told me that you sing a verse and a chorus of the greatest love before we locked <laughs> up. I like no, you're gonna like it. No, you're gonna sing. <laughs> and yes, I sang it. Then they locked up. So oh man, that's um, a whole other the thing. Whitney thing and, and, you know, between Whitney and Aretha, Aretha was my inspiration before Whitney came along, you know, and, yeah. um, 
And then the wedding thing would have continued on, but then, you know, you had Christina Aguilera coming out, and what's that other one name? Brittany. Brittany. Mm-hmm. And, and um, then in, in Jennifer Lopez started killing, and when I had to start singing pop songs, like like Whitney was the first, a few stolen. Once I, no, no, that other, look like it's made a list all the way. Then I start going pop. Yeah, all right. Then they wanted me to sing Jennifer Lopez. Whoa, 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 waiting for tonight. I'm like, yeah. okay. <laughs> Jennifer, she's great. What she's doing, I love her. You know, but yeah. my wedding band looked at my yeah. man. I thought, like, you know what? It's time for me to leave this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I, I got to let this wedding stuff go. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to give these band, uh, these guys, these dap kings, which people told me I needed to. Quit that band and, and leave that promise along that I was going to make it um, with that. Like some of the, some of, you know, people have said, who's going to come out to see my old ass? Who's going <laughs> to, who's going to come and see you, you know, you know, and it was like, and that band doing James Brown stuff, you know, female James Brown. <laughs> who's laughing now? But um, <laughs> That's right. everyone that laughed and said that to me and I looked at them like, excuse me, I need to get a nine to five. Yo, I think I need to get from around you. Whether that whether that was my mother, my family, mm-hmm. I don't care who. It's time for me to get from around you. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I this is my life here. Yeah. Was there anyone in your life encouraging you? Oh yeah, you know. Okay. I've had my 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 mother no my my mother the one that told me when that guy told me that I was too short, too fat, too black, you know, pay him no attention because, you know, God got it. At first they were a little skeptical of me going out to Europe and come back. And still borrow money. I would go away with the Dab Kings to Europe and come back home and go to church and like, hey, Deke, I need $250, you know. <laughs> because the money I made over in Europe, we spent it. It was like making $50 a night or yeah. whatever, you know. And you were over there for like, you know, the money goes. Right. Yeah. And so I remember coming home quite a few times, borrowing money from my deacon. And then it got to a point where I stopped and I was so happy when I, didn't have to do that and sure and now look at this i'm i'm making a living doing what go. i'm doing yeah so how yeah. did you find the dap kings how did that all come together <clears throat> my ex used to play sax uh-huh. and gabe and those guys they were always doing 45s and fooling people with 45 <laughs> for them to think these 45s was done in the 60s they wouldn't put you know dates on it and <laughs> and people like oh wow you know even um dj um What's his name? Gray Boy found one of my albums. He thought I was like recorded this stuff in the sixties. He like, how is she now about in her sixties? You know whatever. Yeah, like, I'm like in my thirties, like you. <laughs> it's just and, so uh, authentic sounding, though. Yeah, like, you understand yeah. that. You know? Yeah. So he he took that my dap dipping and and I did that stuff with him. The song actually I did with him. I wrote that song. Uh, I forgot the name of it already, but anyway, and so this and, was like early two thousands. Oh yeah, okay, um, late nineties, early two thousands. Okay, yeah. so the soul revival hadn't quite hit. Oh yet. no, Gabe and them were just still. We were still Desco. Yeah, um, they wasn't even called the Dap Kings mm-hmm. then, and Desco Records they wasn't even Dap Tone, and so they would just put out these fake things and because uh, they just really loved yeah. the, the they, style yeah, right they, they had put out sold the key like the doctari album like they was african like Afrobeat, <laughs> and all the young white boys up they took took on african names or made up some names did they have a singer before uh no it was like all basically instrumental mm-hmm. but they were dealing with um lee fills right who sound like james brown at the time mm-hmm. so then gabe i wrote some song like um switchblade and the landlord and and take it or leave it. And, and he wanted three girls to do background. So my ex said, well, my lady can sing. And so Gabe, <laughs> Gabe was like, well, hey, I like, how much are you going to pay each singer? So well, you can save yourself maybe 50 bucks and pay me this. And, and I can do all three-part harmonies. And uh, that's how I met Gabe. And I went in the studio to do that. Ended up doing Switchblade. And then maybe... Uh, few months later or no i would say maybe about a year or so late he's like hey we're getting a band together we want to go to europe and we're gonna call ourselves the you know soul providers and they and they so they started out with soul providers featuring sharon jones and that didn't seem to attract too many people <laughs> and it's no because once i went out and they said sharon jones i sang they had to change that like, to oh sharon that's what the jones. show is yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Sharon Jones and the Soul Providers. So, uh-huh. and things started changing, and and that's when I did my first Dap Dipping yeah. album. I mean, if I, you, if guys, if you're listening to that album now, to see how far we've come from Dap Dipping to now, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. How do you think it's different? Oh, you just listen to it. Okay. <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. (laughs) Had you already developed the... This sort of style and the rhythmic and the dancing and all of the, some of the showmanship that you some have of the, now. Some of the stuff, yeah, I was even into more. I would go out and make stuff up at the top of my head and the dances. So, yeah. And then finally I put that in the act. I'm like, yeah, we got, it's going to be in our act from now on. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know I'm going to have to dance here. I'm going to show them dances from back in time. And, and you know, uh, and that's how that, that became part of, of who we are. And that's so, how we gave 20 years. Yeah, wow. I mean, so home. he was. How old was he when you started? He was like about twenty two, twenty between twenty one, twenty two, and yeah. Homer, my drummer was like sixteen. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So it's like they were like what thirty seven, thirty eight. Can you yeah. remember what you thought back then? Were you like, yeah, all right, this first, is gonna be fun for a little thought, while? Or nope. The first thought when I saw him, I'm like, what do these little young white boys know about soul <laughs> music? You know, and um, yeah, it was a challenge watching them learn. Homer would lose those beats you know <laughs> he but he was studied jabo and um and 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 james brown two drummers you have two i always remember jabo i can't remember the other guy's name but um he would study those guys they would study the jb's james brown and they listened to nothing but that music soul music and that's how they became who they are they've yeah. always been into soul music so they wanted to play it and as you can see, it became part of them. Shut my mouth saying what those little young white boys know about soul music. <laughs> <laughs> but when you guys finally gelled, how did that feel to, to finally? I knew it was like a glove. It was like yeah. Gabe, Gabe wrote most of those songs mm-hmm. um, at the beginning. But and for now, you to be doing your own material with them well, and actually, owning your it was It was act. damn material, but I would just go, like, damn, it's hot. I just made that up on the spot. Um, I came in one evening. I was working for Wells Fargo, armed security. So I had on... <laughs> My little security uniform, my little gun hanging on my side. Uh-huh. And my 38, I was like, yeah, I got three 38s. Like, three? I was like, yeah, 38, 38D. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, I came in there and it was like in this little raggedy studio probably because, you know, the money was really That was before Daptone Studio. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. And they were in there recording and they had to turn the air conditioning off because they were like... <laughs> The air conditioning making such noise, yeah. so they had to turn the air conditioning off whenever we was recording. So they had turned it off, and I like, damn, it's hot in here. I mean, why it's so hot? And they like, oh, you know, air conditioning. Like, what's the name of the song? They said we don't have a name of the song. I said, well, guess what? Got one now. And I like, I'm gonna go, ooh, I'm burning up, and y'all go, damn, it's hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's how we got the first song out. My first, you know, writing it, and then Gabe started writing stuff, and yeah. He would just write stuff, and if it didn't make sense to me, or if he tried to use words that I thought that improper, like trying to sound like a black person, or something <laughs> like that. I'm like, I don't talk like that. <laughs> you know, I don't use that 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 you know. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So he writes music and lyrics for a, yeah. a lot. Oh a lot yeah, of it. a lot. And um, I I always add in maybe turn the lyric around. Sure. You know, they they have his melody. You go from what he. They're not soul singers, so they can't. You know, you hear your music and you hear what you want to hear, and you harm it out to me. I may not, but then I have to bring that song. I have to make it mine, and that's what they allow me to 
do that. Uh, when they get to the point to try to teach me note by note how to sing a song, um, I'm not going to do it. You right. get somebody else to do that. Cause you want to teach someone how to sing, you teach them how to sing soul. Right. But you can't teach <laughs> no. me. You let me do what I'm going to do. And, and that's what they allow. Yeah. And long as they allow that, I'll be singing for them. If they get cocky on me, I'll, I will not do their stuff either. <laughs> And so. you're saying that, but you, I mean, you're family by now. You oh, know, they know better. Yeah. They right. know better. They know they write this song. Let, let Sharon hear it. Let her hear it. Do they play it and sing it for you or do they, they record do, it or what? They play it and sing it. Um, sometimes they record it, but most of the time they'll play it. The last thing they like for me to be in the studio. Uh, we had um, one of our albums before. I wasn't able to get there when I was going through fine. I, I was sick and, you know, missed uh, the the putting down the album and they had um, Sandra, uh, my background singer, just like do like a scratch. And it was okay, but it was hard for me because I just had to like, you have to take the vocal out. Like mm -hmm. I can't, I can't listen to it. She did what she did her way, but that's not how I'm going to do mm -hmm. that. Right. And that's not how I would have approached that. So I had to do it all over again and it was a little tough having the vocals already down yeah. and then me to go back and do them over. So now we try to be there and they hum it to me, mm -hmm. and I hear where you want to, where I think he wants to go, and I and I do what I do. So yeah, yeah. So when you guys put out your first album, did you start doing small shows around New York? Or what? Oh, actually, in Europe. We started really? in Europe more. Europe than we. We always were doing little clubs in New Black Cat. I mean, clubs like no bigger than this room right here. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. You know, and then we got. You just the do your own booking, and, and yeah, Gabe. Those guys, Neil was booking. They was. Yeah. They was doing everything mm -hmm. and driving and, you know, all everything, getting the plane tickets. They was doing everything until they just tell you where to go and when. Yeah. Finally, <laughs> finally, we got up and, you know, and they grew and finally we hired people to start doing that stuff. Yeah. And got managers. And, yeah. When did Alex come on board? Well, Alex been on board with me. for I can't even remember now, but he came on with those guys. When Alex came on, that's when we became that tone. Um, that's yeah. when the studio the, or the studio, the, yeah, all of that happened. Yeah, because while we desco, Alex wasn't there, and he was because Alex also manages um Dabtone and and he manages me. So uh -huh. yeah, he seems like an incredible. Oh, I went to him. Force. I went to him and told him I needed a manager, and, and he started managing me, and, and that's when everything, as you see, yeah, started. Like you saw I slumped back just now. It's got comfy. I'm gonna pull up. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Then I just slump back. Slump yeah. forward. Yeah, and and that's how. That's all started. Yeah. So was it like a group conversation, a band conversation about making the studio and making a whole label and the whole other oh, enterprise? That, like that, that games get together. They started, you know, when it comes time to an album, you know, they put side um, time aside and it's hard getting us all together when we're touring all the time. And the guys come in, they write stuff. You got an idea for a song, they'll come in with this song and or some days we'll come in and just start stuff from there and write stuff from scratch. They'll switch up the drummer, get on the guitar, <laughs> and and the, the guitar get on the drums. You know, everybody switch up instruments and yo check this out, doom 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 doom, and they play something. Or somebody get on the keyboard and and then we go like hey, and then either someone to come in the next day with some lyrics, or we write some lyrics right there. I'll come up with something and. That's it's all it's all different. I, each time we go in, we don't have a certain way we do. It's it's different. Mm -hmm. yeah. But then at a certain point, you actually built a studio. And we build that. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, coming up, when I met them at Desco, we I told you they was renting the studio. The first little studio they built where we did our dap dipping. That was another built studio. Um, Amayo from um, Anti Ballers. He had a room, a little basement. That the tall trumpet player, uh, what's his name, start with a J, he, when he walked in, he bent over because he couldn't stand up straight in the basement. <laughs> and it was in a little room, and Gabe them built this little studio. And that's how we recorded. Um, uh. Dab dipping was actually <laughs> done in a homemade studio that we had built in the basement. Where is that, in Brooklyn? Uh, it was in Williamsburg. I forgot yeah. the name of the street, but it, uh, it used to be a Miles apartment house okay. they, they, that's been years ago child nobody lived there anymore yeah and then they found this little raggedy place over on the <laughs> troutman that raggedy building 
And that's now that. Point. That's where it is now. Oh, and, is that? And Gabe went in and tore the ceilings <laughs> down and the floors <laughs> out. And the, the, the studio where our recording was like, if you rip that floor up, it got tires, car tires. And inside those car tires, a bunch of clothes stuffed into get a muffled sound, a certain oh, sound. cool. Yeah. And then I have corked in those walls and put those electrical plugs in. And, yeah. And I mean, you were making something so special. I mean, it's, oh, yeah. it's like a lost art. Oh, yeah. So when it came to together tape. and they turned all that power on and every plug worked and everything worked, it's it like, yeah. And then yeah. we did our, did our song. Yeah, so and they describe that in the movie, that the way you guys record is very unusual these like days. Like analog, like they used to record yeah, back in the day. My band that I sing with uh, recorded at, at Daptone. Oh, there you go. Unfortunately, before I was a part of it. Right before I was a part of uh, oh. Lily and the Parlor <laughs> Tricks, that they recorded at Daptone. Yeah. And it was such a special EP because, I mean, we came up as live performers. It wasn't the opposite. It wasn't like, oh, we're going to you know be in the studio and then yeah. figure out how to perform. It was really a live show that we wanted to turn into a, a recording. recording. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and you knew what you had. Exactly. Already. So and it you was didn't the get perfect. songs over and over. Mm-hmm. So you didn't spend much time. You just went in like, pow, Just pow, go pow. in and do it. And yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's how we, uh, we do our recording too. Some of those songs we write, um, we'll add them into our set. And then we go in the studio and put them on the album. It's done because I've sang them at shows. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But and then, I mean, when did you realize, oh, okay, this is going to be a real institution and oh, a place I, for people mm-hmm. and artists to come that's right after, special? Right after I uh, went to Desco and I saw um, that we were, like when Mark Runson came to them and Amy Winehouse and, I was like, you know what, man? This is the last job I'm gonna get. Game. This is it. Y'all gotta. You gonna. We gotta start doing something with this. Here. Be all this, about sharing. This is it. not a game it's, anymore. Yeah. Y'all gotta make this real and <laughs> really. That's when Daptone. We made a name for Daptone. I was there, help name it. So they didn't discover me. You know, we've always been around each other. We, we, we came up with Daptone. I am part of Daptone. Yeah, and I mean, in, in what? How many years it's been? It's like an institution. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. so and I, I sit back and add it up. And um, twenty sixteen, we got together like ninety six. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and yeah. could have been a little earlier, but I know before we did anything ninety six and. Here it is, twenty years later. Yeah, yeah. I also feel like you guys helped usher in this new era for Brooklyn. We did. Oh, I say Brooklyn, and also for soul music. Yeah, I think we had a lot to do with keeping the vinyl alive. Keeping Mm -hmm. for sure. um, Yeah, Yeah. when you guys got big, that's when we were all listening to vinyl again. Yeah, and Gabe was like, "What are we going to do now? The vinyl companies are going out of business, and blah 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 blah." But um, we hung strong, and they picked up again. Yeah, DJs. Yeah, you know, then all the artists start. Like, we got to record on albums. We can't just, like, let them get rid of vinyls. So, yeah. Right. Do you have a huge vinyl collection? No, I don't. No. <laughs> I, 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 I I didn't collect like the guys did. Yeah. Uh, my mother probably got a few albums. I got it in the garage that I haven't went through a lot of stuff. And I would like to do it and then maybe have Gabe and those guys to go through it. they probably have a ball. <laughs> probably. See what my mom's got. You it's know? probably good stuff in there. Yeah, it probably is. What was she listening to when you were? Who everything, up? all that stuff. Anything that was out at the day, you get the top, the billboards. Yeah. And the top 100 songs, that's what everybody listened to. Mm-hmm. You only had a couple of radio stations. Well, then like nowadays, you got hundreds of stations. It was like maybe two, three stations. Yeah, and you listen to that, and they played everything. Mm-hmm. You know, what like Soul Station, Pop Station, Hip Hop, Rap. Yeah. You heard everything on one station. Yeah, so, yeah. Do you still like singing gospel? Oh yeah, that's that's that'll never stop. Um, yeah, I just don't sing it because I don't get to be in the church. My next goal, that's one of my goals too, is to get a gospel album out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, in the movie... That was the most powerful scene. You singing His Eyes on the Sparrow in church? Uh, Oh, Oh. my God. Yeah, that was was deep, and that... I was... Overcame, you know, Mm -hmm. that wasn't wasn't an act. Um, Yeah. And it really... I mean, you see that that's also a place that you go to on stage. Oh, yeah. And that that would have... You know, you would have learned that from there, and that the music is healing. And when I do that in there, that's for real. On stage, I'm... On stage. Right. It's know. a different feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a difference. That was 
Really? Yeah. Was that a church that you go to a lot? Oh, that's my church. That's your church. I, I started going to that church um, when I was like 13, 14. And so I'm 60 now, so I'm still affiliated with it. <laughs> do it's go, still my church. Do you go church. a lot? No, when I you're don't. In town? I don't. No. I don't. I'm not in New York that often mm, now. Right. So I'm down south. So it's a couple of churches. My church that I went to as a little girl, uh, where I did my first solo, is right down the hill from my house. Yeah. So every once in a while, I pop my head up in there, or I go to visit a church somewhere. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Has all of the battling illness made you more religious, less religious? Oh, you 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 never lose your faith. You yeah. know you, whether you're in a church or not, you don't lose your faith i don't lose my connection between me and god and mm-hmm. um it's just to me the sickness is even more because you're more calling on him lord i know you got this you know you you're constantly throwing those prayers up you know yeah and then, you know they say take it to the altar leave it i left it there but every once in a while i said lord get, <laughs> get me through this night you go you know get me through this my feet or take this pain away you know so yeah yeah and it seems it happens every time i step on that stage i yeah. I'm able to, the pain goes away. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the, I mean, there's so many different powerful moments in the movie and, and things that are, seem just impossible and really hard. And you come through as this tremendous power. Um, but one, one moment that was interesting at the end of the film, you almost think that it's going to end on the beacon show. Oh yeah. And didn't where go back to you, the hospital. Where, where, where the lyrics are hard to come and the energy's hard. And it's like, how did that feel? Because, you know, you're, you're, you're sick and there's a, there's, there was an issue there that was real. But the, yeah. but the feeling of being on stage and not being able to have control as you've always had, that to me was like, oh, God, like that felt so it, it, It's crazy. Hard. It, that's, that's how it, it's even hard now. Because now I have no control and I'm trying to find this, fight this energy, fight through these pain pills and fight through the pain that I'm going through in my feet and my legs and stuff and trying to, you know, dance. I mean, that's hard. Then it was just a matter of, I guess, chemo brain. I just couldn't. Right. <laughs> it's and, been a while. And we couldn't afford at the time to have the monitors there with my lyrics running up, you know. Oh, you can do that sometimes? Yeah, well, you can do that. Oh, Oh yeah, but it takes money for that. So <laughs> yeah. That's something you don't, you know. You gotta, you know. But was that something you immediately said? Oh, okay, I'll get through this. Or were you like, oh, you know, I'm gonna get through it. Yeah. I know Gabe. Gabe told me you gonna get through it. Yeah, you, know, you remember it. They share if you don't remember, do like you do. Make up something. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the one thing. You, you, I mean, it's healing. Yeah, doing it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, and I do. I do make up something every once in a while. I'll be like, "Hands together, together, together." Let's you in the right key. Yeah, but that's every performer, right? It's totally, everyone does that. Uh, uh, you know, everyone has a moment. Some of them don't, though. Some of them. Oh, I'll get that moment. I'll like, I'll like, you know right, what? I mean, I'll like, I forgot these lyrics right now. I ain't joking. Go to another song. You know, it says, "Move along, you know, come right. on, move along." Don't, yeah. don't make me stand here and look crazy. <laughs> it happens. Ooh, but then by the end. And you're touring all around the world. Oh, that, that and was, you're just more energetic. And yeah, uh, I was getting like up. Really so great, that's why when ending. it came back again, it was like a blow to me. It was like no. Um, then like, when the doctor told me I was in the office, and I've really found out, I, I was all on the. I was just crying. I didn't care who saw me. Yeah. When was that? A uh, couple few months ago. Okay. Um, when I, did the movie finish shooting? No. Nah. Oh, I, oh. A couple of years? 2014, yeah. end of 2014? 2014, okay. getting 15. Because they came back 15 and catch me down south at the uh, mm. at the hospital. Thing. Right. And right before the Grammys, before I won my, um, that was okay. that show. Right, that show before. in the red dress. Ooh. That was the day before. <laughs> the, and the next morning I got up, didn't even get up. I went straight, like airport, and flew into L.A. And they flew me to the to the Grammys. Okay. So, yeah. so yes. that, that would have been great. Like I said, to have been Grammy, but to be nominated, that was good. <laughs> yeah, you can keep working on that I'll one. I'll go back to that again. To be a nominee is good. To be a nominee. It's but, good. Yeah. It's good. Did Barbara sort of say, okay, I think we're done? Or was she, how did you know, like, when it was well, time they, to be? Well, they knew that it was done there, you know, because we had reached what we said we was going to go to. Mm-hmm. Then when it came back, that was a different story, but they still put that in there too got a way to put that you know they said that Sharon had they found spots yeah. and she gave the okay yeah 
yeah. you know, that was that. That was nice with yeah. Austin is. Yeah, Austin. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, and I know what the doctors told me about this cancer. You know, it, it's an aggressive cancer. You know, and it, it will come back, you know. And um, you hear stuff, but then you also say they, with the work that they're doing, you know, they keep coming up with more cures. Maybe mm-hmm. exactly. Maybe by then that they'll still get something. Yep. But if not, I'm gonna do it too. I can't do. And mm-hmm. time so come, I'm gonna be ready for whatever. There you go. Be ready to go home or be ready to stay here, whichever. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get final say on the movie? Did they show it to you? No, I didn't. I didn't um, want to see yeah. see it before they put it out because I'm glad I didn't because there was one scene I probably would have asked them to change. Oh yeah, and that was the scene where I cursed the band out. <laughs> oh, that was a great scene. I know. See, can you imagine that not being in there? Exactly. You know what? Because by the end, and because we're getting to know you in this film, and yeah. then we already know that that's how you're feeling, but that there's still so much love, and it's yeah. not real. It's not a yeah. An actual anger. Me, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they, the one thing that I wanted <laughs> that sweet. of them is to eat, to sit down. That was my Thanksgiving, and I'm away, and I'm sick, and you guys around your family, and I'm not, you know, and you said we was going to eat dinner. Then you change it. One guy, Dave guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a really nice thing about the movie, about how you all care for each other. Yeah, and then Dave guy, you saw at the end, he <laughs> left us and went to yeah. um, the Roots. Um, mm-hmm. Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. That's cool. Yeah. You know, he's happy. Yeah, you know, Everybody's happy. You saw he was in the commercial with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So you have a new song yeah. now. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he subbed out that day and put his behind on, on that commercial with us. That's funny. <laughs> but that's nice that you guys have that. It's like a single out now. It's on Spotify. I it's its own thing. That. It's yeah. cool, yeah. Did another cover of the Allman Brothers I had. Yeah. I, you know, I was familiar with them, but... um. You know, I've heard that song, but I wasn't familiar with it. Yeah. It sounds like a Sharon Jones song now. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) I made it mine. Yeah, you did. No, but I did. I I basically stuck close to him. I didn't try to take it anywhere differently, you know. I just, run, keep on You know, I just put it up in there. Yeah. Didn't try to take it away. When something is good, you don't need to change it up too much. You know, you just Mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. But I've had fun changing some songs, like um, <laughs> the way Gabe rearranged um, What Have You Done For Me Lately, um, that one, Janet um, yeah. Jackson, and then uh, a Prince cover, <laughs> Take Me With You. Have you heard that one? No, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Look it up. Okay. <laughs> All right, you know, Prince, Take Me With Yeah, how'd I go? Down, down, or have it go? I turned it around. It sounded like something the JBs and James Brown would do. Nice. Uh-huh. And the band be answering me. I'd be like, can't remember. I go, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever yeah. get to meet, meet James Brown? I got to meet him when I was a young girl. Really? With my dad. I went to a show and I was like eye level of the stage. And I all I remember is like, he's floating, you know. <laughs> and I remember looking at my dad like, hey, dad, he's floating. You know, his feet not touching the ground, you know. And then again, when... um. The picture they have of me on our page. We was in Perugia, Italy. And believe it or not, that was April of 2006. And he passed away December of 2006. Wow. So, yeah, I met him, like, yeah, in Italy. Not in Augusta. Yeah, not in my, that's funny. You know, in Did the, he in, know you're the female him? <laughs> you know, no, I was trying to let him know real fast. Um, his wife, that is, I jumped in the car with her. And I was like, you tell your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sharon Jones. They call me the female James Brown. And she's like, did I see you on TV? She kept interrupting me. <laughs> Are you a comedian? Like, no. But then when you tell your husband, like, you sure I didn't see you on TV? No, you didn't see me on TV. Maybe you did. Maybe you saw me on some night show or something like that. But, you know. And then he came out like, forget it. I'll tell him. And I jumped out and took that picture with him. And, and yeah. yeah, I was proud. All right, well, I got a picture. It. That's yeah. good. Yeah, that was it. I got a picture. Yeah. But now I know his daughter. Oh, um, yeah? Deanna Brown and... And they work with the kids down in Augusta called Jamp, James Brown Academy Music Pupils. It's yes. a whole school. And those kids play James Brown stuff, funk, music. Like, they play his songs. And if you close your eyes, you would think there was adults playing it. And they like little kids. And each kid is learning theory. They learn how to read music. And uh, they learn how to play more than one instrument. That's awesome. So, yeah. 
Yeah. Very cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Continuing on the tradition. I, mm-hmm. And I hope to get to be part of it and maybe go in and teach them singing soul music. Oh, you know? yeah. amazing. amazing. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Any final questions over there? How long are your shows typically? <laughs> Hour and a half. Oh, man. I thank God that these shows I'm doing with them, all the notes are just 40 minutes. I'm like, thank you. You got to do what you got to do, yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I can just go out. and Hour and a half is brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> it's brutal. For anybody. Uh, we may we have to goodness. break that down in the future, you know, when I get back out. Yeah. You know, because we got Star and Sarge, so they can come out and they can do some of their stuff, you know, and. The band can play a good half an hour. Just give me like an hour. Right. Yeah. Break it down. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you yeah. go. Bring the heat. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. All right. right. Sharon. That's it. See? <laughs> this has been such but, an honor. Thank yeah. you. Thank you oh, so thank much. Thank you, guys. I, I enjoyed. I I enjoyed talking about what I do in my music anytime I can get a chance to do it. You know, like some people complain. I mean, sometimes, you know, interviews, just your days off and this, but you know what? Thank you guys for for being fans and wanting to get my stuff out there. So I thank every interview, every magazine, every radio station. We want you to yeah, we want you. you to keep making music mm-hmm. hey, forever. I'm, I'm gonna try to keep as long as I can. Yeah, All right, yeah. and thank you for that film. It's right. really yeah. It's really so the movie beautiful. is called Miss Sharon Jones. Mm-hmm. It opens in New York on July 29th, L.A. August 5th, and other cities on other dates. Yeah. Go find it, guys. It's, it's a great music movie. It's inspiring. It's touching. You'll cry, but you'll also laugh a lot, as you can tell from listening <laughs> to this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but it's fun. It's thank fun. you, Sharon. Yeah, You're thank welcome. you very much. <laughs> Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi. I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.